But what is it she says? She says, uh, are you ready? No, what did she say? Let's do this. That's what it is. Let's do this. <laughs> she sounds so unsure about it. Let's yeah, I, I think she was unsure when I recorded. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the early stages of us doing this, we were pretty much unsure of everything we were doing. So there's there, there was a lot curve, of man. Yeah, there was a lot of awkwardness behind it. I, I, when we had Peter on last week, I, I told him that, you know, I got it. The intros are so bizarre. And kind of just un like they're they're unscripted, they're unscheduled. I kind of just hit record randomly, and then I don't do that whole "Hey, welcome back to the podcast." And you know, I, I just it felt so unnatural, and it made me feel weird and uncomfortable. And I'm not used to feeling weird and uncomfortable because I'm not a homeschooled white kid. And <laughs> I'm not bringing that back up fully. It was just a throwback. And, and so, yeah. in the house. Oh, he said the thing. Hey. <laughs> Makes make makes me all tangly when he says the thing. Joy's um, in this motherfucker, baby. There we go. Make it deep. Yeah. Go deep. Huh? I just asked if my wife would bring me a beer. So there you go. I'm currently off alcohol at the moment. So yay! You can drink one for me. Take a uh, shot. Okay, it, it's probably a cider. So I don't know how you feel about those. I like cider. Cider's not bad. I'd, I'd, to be honest, I'd rather drink a cider than a beer. I've, let's talk about some toxic max, masculinity for a second. Can we talk about his drinking habits? I ain't got none. Yeah, well, this no. Ain't got none. We are, well, we are going to talk about boobs. drinking Get because softer side that whole surfing. thing about, oh, you got to have a beer to be a man. Fuck you. Whatever. Most of them taste like shit. <laughs> they taste, there's as a, nothing. As a person who brews beer, who loves to brew beer, and I, I did that back when I was overseas, Uh huh. I will agree some beers taste like shit. Yes. So there's nothing but you gotta wrong. you got to know what like, you like. You can't emasculate a dude for just wanting to drink something that tastes all right. There's nothing I, and, like. And that's the thing. Troy is eyeballing to, me so hard right now. I always try to convince people there's a beer for you, but you got to figure out what it is. Because just like your your, your palate, right, it, it differs between people. This dude's so like, staring at me like I just ordered an apple teeny. Like, <laughs> Do you think <laughs> there was a comedian that talked about this? I don't remember who it was because I'm horrible with names. They were talking about how, like, you know, dudes get judged for ordering mixed drinks instead of a beer or a whiskey or anything else like that. And I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that garbage. Don't want to hear what that's garbage? If, if someone if someone was to do that, that's, that's the same. You could go to that argument of uh, the people who scream the loudest. They're the most homophobic. Whatever. They scream the loudest negatively towards people who are. Uh, homosexual. Yeah, they're just mad probably because they're also not getting a to bit. drink the mixed drink. Exactly. I yeah. don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that. Anytime I hear that, I'm like, sure, good for you, bud. Go on. Go on. Go do you. I don't care. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> living my best. So I'll drink my Apple Teeny Troy. <laughs> I feel attacked. I, look, you guys, you're from Texas. You understand the greatest soda in the world is Dr. Pepper, right? Lies. Mm. <laughs> Lies. That's the point, though. We're all different. It's Pib. And, and some of us like something a little more spicy, Pib. and some of us like something Pib. not Pib. spicy. Pib. 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 Here's, really? Okay, so you like Pib over DP? Bro, yes. Okay, that's so, disrespectful. So I, I am weird in the sense that that's I That's like grew somebody up. offering you cocaine. You're like, no, I, I, I only do crap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a knockoff version. 
Don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah, don't do drugs. Uh, <laughs> so, no, I grew up loving Dr. Pepper. Right, like when when I was a kid, when I got sick, one of the things that uh, that my mom used to do is she would put uh, Dr Pepper in a coffee cup, she would microwave it with a peppermint in there and have me drink it. Yo, what? Yeah, <laughs> I know white people things. That's like throwing a bunch of salted peanuts in a can of Dr Pepper. I'm like, well, I've never seen them do it with Dr Pepper. Flavor. I've seen them do the peanuts and Coke. Y'all like uh, that shit. Same bro. thing. You've never done that. You been no ball game? Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, you do. It well. I've done. He was knocking it, not me. <laughs> I, was I, look at it. I know Bobby, Bobby, not, Bobby, Bobby was knocking not it. knocking that shit. Bobby was knocking yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not a it. fan of it. See, I'm not a fan of it. I look. I know we're white, but we doing. don't all look alike. Bobby, you're not a vegetarian. <laughs> we don't all sound alike either. <laughs> Bobby, what all have you changed about yourself? <laughs> well, hey, hey, I wa- next time you see Nicole, if you if you get a chance, mm-hmm. uh, all you got to do is tell her I heard you lost your Texas card because she called a breakfast burrito a breakfast wrap. Like, where the fuck Yo, are you from? what the fuck? <laughs> Whoa. He called it a breakfast round. I was like, woman. New York City. Don't tell your mom you said that. <laughs> she fancy. <laughs> breakfast round. The fuck is that? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> well, anyway, so my point was that I used to love Dr. Pepper growing up, and then I got sick in my early 20s, and they put me on this medication, and they told me that there was going to be side effects to this medicine, right? As a kid, I hated mustard. Now I love mustard. I love Dr. Pepper as a kid. Now I can't stand it. Like even the smell of Dr. Pepper grosses me out. For real? Uh, for real. For real. I, it's garbage to me. It's so disgusting. I guess I'm just weird like that. So don't don't take me as a full representation of Texas. But I'm also, you know, a free thinking, you know. <laughs> Bobby, what's your favorite I believe- soda? I live in the Bible Belt, and I'm one of the biggest atheists you'll meet. So I'm not a representation of the Mango community around Corito. me. Wait, what? Mango Corito. Okay. I, I love mangoes. I thought he said Fago for a second, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. no. I thought he was speaking the, the, Spanish. The, the Mexican sodas. He is speaking uh, Spanish. I don't know what else to call them. And the, the mango flavor, and I can never find it. I always find uh, Mandarin and other stuff, but when I find mango, I get all excited. I fell right into that. <laughs> <laughs> Troy was like, I thought he was speaking Spanish. I was like, he is. And Troy looked at me like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my I mean, bad. I don't want to say it, Doritos. <laughs> Yo, Bobby, we were in the car earlier, and your boy was like, Tip, the rapper that goes by oh. Tip. And I was like, he was like, what's his name? Like, what's his rap name or whatever? Where did he go by? And I'm like, I his remember. name's Tip, right? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, hmm. And so I didn't say anything, and he started talking about something else. Like, he finished his point. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt him. So I was like, mm, we'll go back to this. So I came back, and I was like, Yo, so you think his name was Tip, huh? He was like, yeah, yeah, I know his name is Tip. I was like, what's the what's the first two letters in Tip, bro? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, T-I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, motherfucker. <laughs> He's doing me dirty, Bobby. He's That's doing me dirty. This is my boy, though. I fucked heavy with him. <laughs> and I, this is why we got it. Well, we always stay humble with our thoughts, man, because as high as we get, we still have our dumb moments like everybody. Oh, yeah. Else. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. I, I'm sure. constantly making I have them mistakes all the like fucking that. time. Yeah, I'm like, come on, Troy. You know better than that shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you doing right now? <laughs> I'm just bad with names. I'm horrible with names. Who are you? I'm right there with you. Yeah. And I feel so bad. Like, we'll have a conversation and someone will introduce me to someone, and I will literally stop them and go, 
don't worry about giving me your name. I'm not going to remember it. <laughs> yeah, well, like, oh, you're not okay. a memorable person. I'm sorry. For <laughs> me, I moved around a lot as a kid. And so I went to a bunch of different schools. I was in a bunch of different towns. And if you didn't leave an impression, then I didn't remember you. And I'm an extroverted person. you give people person. nicknames in your head? Yeah. Always. I, I usually don't tell Everybody, them what it is. But. <laughs> oh, no, I, give them, I tell them their nicknames, too. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm that open about it. I'm like, because that's the only way I can remember them. Yeah. yeah. I got a dude in my phone I've known for uh, 10 years now. And in my phone, he's still new Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I do that same <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> but I told him not too long ago. I'm like, dude, this is, this is so sad, right? Dude gets stabbed, almost dies, right? And I come to see him in the hospital, and I was messing with him. And he said that he lost his phone during the robbery, whatever. And I was like, ah, oh, I got to change new mic over to a new number. <laughs> he looks at me, does you still have it that way? I was like, I'm sorry, bro. I mean, it happens. For me, growing up, I knew a lot of Joshes. So we had, we had Jew Josh, Tall Josh, Short Josh, and Bald Josh. Like, I mean, so I got my shit. What was the first yeah. one, bud? <laughs> it was Jujash. You glossed over that so fast. No, Jujash. no, I just went through the list. But I started with that one because I knew this is the one that usually gets people. Uh, hey, we had trip nip growing up. We had what? Trip nip. Trip nip? Yeah, Bill Thomas had three nipples. Whoa. What? Yeah, so we called him trip nip. Whoa. I didn't I know that. He's got two buttholes, son. Whoa. Yeah. That's I'm, the weirdest shit you're into. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> We're doing this. We're live. The button is on. We're in here. All right. Weirdest fetish. Go. That, that I personally. No, have? I'm good. Well, well, see that. that nah, Bobby, you out here, baby. That, that's the thing, though. You've got to look at it from the outside perspective of what do I do that people would consider weird. There you go. Context. And I don't uh, think I have that. You don't have. A I think I'm one. like the weird. I'm sure you do. You just guy. haven't told somebody yet. No, because my wife would. We've been together for eighteen years. She'd have looked at me and be like, "Yo, that's fucking weird. You know this, right?" Uh, I'm just. So I'm, I have I mean, a sign up for together, therapy but, on Tuesday. But <laughs> you've never no, I, had a I, weird I, thought. It'd be like, "Oh, that'd be fun." So, <laughs> <laughs> so here's one. Just because here's you haven't done it, said, done it doesn't mean you don't want to do it. <laughs> There's no, something. No, no, no. This is actually. I'll take a you butthole. Come on. This is a joke that me and my wife said about things, right? There's like, uh, people talk about, oh, I want a three-way. I want this. I want that. I'm like, I just wish she had an extra arm. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to add another person to the equation. I'm just wishing that every now and then there's extra limbs on See, people. There you go. That falls under the spectrum. And you didn't think you had one. See, There's going to be somebody that, that hears that her. that goes, you are fucking nuts. <laughs> But I'm not asking for her to have an extra arm. I'm just saying that we don't have enough of them. <laughs> but it would be nice if she did is what you're saying. Like, I, It'd be nice if I did too. There you go. There you go. See, that's that's a weird thing for you. I got an extra arm. <laughs> oh, so it's, it's weird, huh? It's weird. It's weird. We're going to call it weird now. <laughs> I, I, someone out there is going to hear that and be like, that's weird. But that doesn't mean that but it's it, wrong. I, I'm but just the, saying, it, you, you it, thought you didn't have one, and we got there. You got at least one. And I, I, like, I would be I'm willing to safe. say there's more. There's more in there. No, no, no. And that's my point. Is like It's not that I want her to have an extra arm or an extra leg or an extra anything. Instead, I'm saying everybody wants the idea of like all these, from a guy's perspective, all these women in a room or from a, a woman's perspective, it's the other way around, right? Or whatever they find is their 
general fetish. I don't necessarily want my wife and someone else. And I've joked about this as a wife. I'm like, and I don't even know if I like the idea of two of my wife because I, I don't think I could manage, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm too lazy for three-way. <laughs> sometimes in life you don't have enough uh, uh, appendages to take care of things as things go around and do things, right? No, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. But, but I don't. I don't really want to be like, oh, look at that third arm in that woman. That's <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the part where I'm like, I don't want to. I, I get why people do uh, uh, menage claws and stuff like that. I get that. I, I understand that. I don't want it. But then I joke with the wife and I'm like, you know what? Maybe if you grew an extra arm, I wouldn't care about it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it certainly wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it would be weird. But then, you know, I can high five her from every angle. <laughs> wow. Wow. I like that. <laughs> we did good. <laughs> See, here's the thing. You, you managed to come up with one and yeah, sure. It might be a little weird, but at least it's not vanilla as like an everyday fetish. Cause like when uh, people are like, thing, Oh, like, I'm so kinky. I like feet. I'm like, dude, that's an everyday thing. <laughs> like, Oh, it is. At, okay. At, at this uh, point, I don't I, tell anybody this, but I like it when you put a thumb in my butthole. Like, bitch. That's to me. That's Standard still pretty, operating pretty, pretty vanilla. <laughs> you know, just because it's it's so publicized and everything. But third arm, that's that's one I haven't heard that often see, or it's, ever. It's, yeah, again, it's not that I want her to. <laughs> just be honest, buddy. Be honest. No, it's like like how weird would that be? But that's not the point. Is it's just the idea of. Like fucking girl. having more there. You know Here's what I'm the thing, not even sexually, that would be convenient to have That's an additional appendage to work with. We it's can convenient. do this with uh, future bioengineering. Yeah, we could get an exosuit oh, for you. See, see, let's get into Cyberpunk 2077. Uh oh, game I haven't played yet. I've not played it. Okay, so they when you say let's, you really mean like you. That. Well, I, I like the idea of what is uh, our limitations, right? Yeah, and we will never know because we won't live to those limitations. We can theorize and, and come up with things that we believe would be a limitation or we would believe that we would break a barrier of. And that game did it pretty well on some topics. Mm-hmm. The problem I have is most of the topics on it are adult rated. Uh-huh. So, I, I mean, I thought that game was going to be like a maybe a, a 15 and up or something. No, that's an adult game. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let your kids play that game at all. <laughs> but they go over that idea, right? Like augmentations to the body and stuff like that. And I love the concept of why people get augmentations, not necessarily uh, what, you know, to be a superhero. No, like they get them for specific uh, tailored to specific needs. And that game goes over that very well. Okay. So what would, RPG, your, what would right? yours be besides that extra arm? <laughs> besides, <laughs> see, I don't need it. She does. No, wow. okay. <laughs> no I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, but uh, the way the game did it is, um, let's say, depending on what your class was, right? And, okay. and this is how I'm going to prove I'm a nerd. Depending on what your class was, uh, if you're someone who likes to hack or if you're someone who likes to fight or if you're whatever, you get the augmentations based on that. And you can, if, if you try to broaden your augmentations throughout the game and get a little bit of everything, you will never be able to cap out one of those uh, augmentation classes. And that's kind of the thing that I think makes the most sense about that game and how we are doing things in life is 
you, you as an individual have a limitation. What, what are you excelling at and how do you expand that? And what augmentation would you get to expand that and not reach uh, um, a limitation? If that makes sense. Yes. Trying to explain the way that game does it. And I'm trying not to also, cause I know people hate spoilers. I'm trying right. not to explain a lot of the stuff in the game too, but it's, it's just something that's really neat. So if you're, Someone who wants to move really quick, your augmentations are all built that way based off different classes. But then your character is extremely fast, but you know, you don't have any good armor protection. Mm. So, and that's where I'm saying, like we, we tailor ourselves and this goes back to the classes, the, the school stuff, right? If you pick and you tailor yourself in one direction, uh, you will cap yourself in that direction and limit yourself to being able to do other things. And it's, wow, I'm about to say something funny or, or, or big it's one of my biggest problems in life as an individual because I have kept myself from becoming an ace of something because I didn't want to cap myself or limit myself to just this thing. And now over the years I have a catchphrase and I say it all the time because this is what I am is I'm a, I'm a jack of all trades, but an ace of none. Like I can weld do photography. uh, I play disc golf. I, uh, uh, stuff I do for work. You know, I'm into technology. I'm into all these different things that I've learned how to, uh, work them all together, but I am never going to excel at one thing. And I think that's something that's uh, in, intrinsically detrimental to people because we limit ourselves based off of what we think we want or think we need instead of giving ourselves a broad horizon. And based off what we were talking about earlier with schools, maybe it's better that we teach a base amount of classes versus pigeonhole someone into something, or maybe we don't. I mean, there's, there's pros to both sides and everything. Cause I'm, I'm the same way. I have a lot of interests and yeah, it stopped me from necessarily becoming an expert in one thing, but I consider myself to be a well-rounded individual rather than just being stunted or pigeonholed, you know, cause I don't sure. necessarily see myself as stunted because then now, like with the way that I've developed and everything, I have the ability to pretty much sit down in any social group and be able to hold a conversation. Maybe not to yep. an expert level, but I can still hold the conversation. I can still interact. I can socialize. And it gives me the opportunity to meet pretty much anybody and have a connection with them and be able to form some sort of social bond. Right. Do you, but do you regret not being an expert in something yet? No. See, not, and that's where really. like, I, I think I fit too, where I don't get upset about it because like, Photography, I've done professionally to a point, but I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to be the guy on National Geographic that travels the world doing that. Right. Uh, and it's, it's not disappointing to me because at the same time, I've been able to touch uh, a little bit farther on so many different things than some people would their whole life as, as if it was their main thing to do. But I'm never going to be the ace at something. And I think that's where we as people have to accept that it's okay not to be the top of the class, the best in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to just be, if that makes any sense. Cause oh, yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it to somebody who, who fights to be the best at something forever. <clears throat> and then 50 years later they go, I, I was never the greatest. Well, I, I think we're not that- all going to be. Yeah. I think that boils down to just your own personal choice of, you know, there, there's always give and take in everything. There's pros and cons. So you just have to choose what you're willing to live with. Like, and right. I'm, I'm perfectly fine living with the fact that I'm not going to be an expert in something. 
I, I, I'm comfortable in the fact that I can put my hand in a lot of different pots and live my life that way. Because I, I, to me, just from my perspective, it's a better way to live because there's more opportunities for me. Sure, I may not become top tier in any of the things that I choose, but if I get tired or bored of that one thing, then I have other things that I can do. So it's just, you know, it, it it's a handoff that, you know, I've become comfortable with. Like, like the- yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm getting at is I, I, I don't know how to address that to people because I, I don't see a lot of people that find that as acceptable either. And like I know a lot of people that they want to be the top. That's their problem. <laughs> right, 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 right. And that, but that also, uh, it, it kind of puts merit back at what Troy was getting at is that there are people that will still want to be that. And in a basic minimum society, that will become a complication. No, it won't because they'll still have the, they'll still have the opportunities to advance in whatever they choose to advance in. Right. We're not taking any opportunities away. We're adding opportunities. We're, we're hopefully giving them the chance to dive deep into something without having mundane day-to-day tasks interfere. Right. And yeah. that, that's, so I don't see it as a, as a limitating, you know, situation. I see it as just a growth opportunity mm-hmm. because whoever, whoever has, whoever has the desire to become the best is still going to have that pathway to follow. Same as whoever desires to be nothing still has that pathway to follow. We're just opening up more pathways to the rest of the population of, Hey, you know, you were destined to live a life or I don't like the word destined, but you were going to live a life of you know, just working whatever job you could fall into to be able to have a place to live in food. But now if you'd like to go out and travel or if you'd like to dabble in painting or if you'd like to dabble in photography or, you know, you'd like, hey, wh- how, how well would I fare at mechanics? Like, you're just opening up these opportunities and the people that have picked something that they want to be the best at, they're still going to be able to do that. Innovation wouldn't go away. You say innovation will go away. But every topic I've read on the basic minimum is innovation and people who have the ability to do critical thinking are the ones who are going to excel more than anyone else. Just because that's the only way we keep moving forward. And, and that's a, I think I, I think it was you that had the topic on here before about teaching critical thinking. Mm-hmm. I think it might've been one of your uh, earlier episodes. That is something that um, I don't know how to teach logic thinking to some people. And I feel like uh, it's difficult to let go of because I, to me, that is the, that's what we should teach more than anything. Logic teaching. Not is necessarily teach things, questions. but teach logic thinking. Right, right. Yeah. How to get to the, um, there's a thing called half split method, right? When you're trying to figure out a, a, a problem, you, you split it in half, right? And you say, okay, if I split it in half and I check here, is the problem still there? And, and depending on which way the, the problem flows, right? Left to right, right to left, the problem is still there. Then it's probably on the, 50% portion on one side or the other. So then you can narrow down your issue, find it and move on faster. Right. How do you teach that to, to people without teaching them that actual half split method? But the thing is, is you for some people who just start, right. But if you're, if you're taught to think logically, you wouldn't even need to be told a, a half split method. You would just assume, well, if on the flow chart, the issue is somewhere over here because I know that because I cut it right here and I stopped and I found it. You know, that's critical thinking. That's someone who just 
uh, I think the, the, the definition of a genius is not someone who goes from A, B, C to D. It's someone who can get it from A to D, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I'm getting at is how do you teach that? How do you, how do you ingrain that kind of thinking into people instead of just, all right, if this is one and this is one, or you add them together, what do you get, right? And to me, you know, I, I don't want to get into Common Core because that's a big issue for a lot of people, but to me, changing <laughs> up the way we did uh, uh, math in school and teaching people different ways to look at it more than just having them re- repetitively you know, add a bunch of numbers together is better. We don't show you're people giving how people... numbers function in our life enough. We disguise right. that with other names and principles other than showing where the monetary amounts are going because that's the disguise of capitalism. <laughs> We're <laughs> back to capitalism already. I, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying. Capitalism! Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Troy hit it on the head earlier when you were asking, how do you teach critical thinking skills? You, you ask them questions. All right. Because when right. somebody, when somebody's trying to learn something or they're trying to figure something out and you're asking them questions in turn, what you're doing is teaching them how to ask questions. Because because here's the thing, you you do have what I would call savants who just instantaneously can see something and figure it out, right? But to teach someone critical thinking, you, you're teaching them how to think, how to see a problem, how to investigate said problem, and the best, method, best methods possible to come up with a solution. And that's not always just one thing, right? It's not one pathway. Critical thinking is the ability to look at an issue ask questions and investigate and come up with a solution that comes from the evidence, right? You don't, you you don't look at the evidence and then force it to fit what you thought would be the answer. Your answer comes directly from the evidence. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and so, yeah, teaching critical thinking skills can be difficult, right? Because it's not something that seems as simple as just one plus one equals two. But the the only way to get there, it, because you can't necessarily teach someone how to think, you can show them how you think, and hopefully it resonates with them as a good pathway to follow. So what you're doing is you're 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 showing them how to investigate and come to an answer. Showing them how to dominate. Yes, you're showing them how to dominate. That's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> what is white man's obsession with power? Uh, okay. So I don't you know think what? I don't, for one, I don't you think I have an obsession man. with power. Can and, we do this? Uh, yes, we can, because I don't think I have an yeah. obsession with power. And if I did, I don't think it comes from the fact that I'm white. I'm just going to, that's a loaded motherfucking statement. I'm just going to put it out there. So we can I mean, it is. I, well, I'm discussing it. I'm not going to back down from that. I don't I think that it derives from like the fact that I'm white. We live in our society where <laughs> every white man feels, well, not every white man, but there's a portion of society that is represented <laughs> by their need for power and dominance in some form or fashion. And these, these men are in turn called alphas. <laughs> I don't if, think I'm an alpha. No, I'm just going to continue with the douchebag terminology. Okay, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we then assign these men with these character traits as alphas. Mm-hmm. And they are the ones who make the decisions and thrive in competition and thrive in areas where people have to make decisions. And now, I refute this really quickly and, and, and maybe make you mad at me at the same time. Go ahead. Go ahead let's do this. Per capita. Uh-huh. Per capita, you probably do see more 
white men believe in power because there are more of them in our country. If you go to other places, you and I both know, you will see the same people thriving for power, the same number of people thriving for power in those places as well. Not in the they may not be white. So I agree in our country because what is it? 60, 70% of Americans are white. I don't know the numbers. I'm bad at that. But my point is, is we do have a lot of white people in our country in power. I don't believe that there are African Americans or native Americans or anyone else. Uh, I don't believe there's less of any race that doesn't want some sort of power because let's be honest, the difference between us really isn't much. We're all humans. We just have different skin pigmentation. Oh, Oh, well, you know what? I'll tell you that in a minute. But my point is, is per capita, I believe you're right. It seems like in our country, there are more white men in power. But if you actually look at it statistically per capita, I believe there's the same amount of people that want to be in power in every ethnicity. Because people, some people just need that. They, they thrive on that. Well, and I also however, think that, I, I, I think that trying to put power as such a loaded term is a problem because wanting power doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. Like if you have an idea that you think could help change the world to make it a better place, the only way that you're going to implement that is through some level of power. That's it. Sure. You you can't, I'm not saying, you can't change the world without influence. You can't have influence without power. So wanting power isn't necessarily a bad thing. There's also power levels my, within communication. That's not a bad thing to be effective at communicating, but there is a power exchange when you're communicating and communication is done best when our power levels are on equal terms, but that's still a power yeah. level. So power in and of itself doesn't have to be viewed as a bad thing. Think, I, and I, I don't think I, I, I think was referring to it I as a bad thing. in currency because there's an emotional currency, which mm-hmm. comes with time. There is a uh, structural currency, which comes like an environment, like your boss versus your dad. Versus, right. And that's a currency there, depending on how, um, especially if your dad's active in your life, then they have more power, just like your mother. I don't really hate being high, but I hate losing my thought when I'm high. Anyways, we're confusing that with a greedy power that stems from insecurity. And there's people that want to be out front and want to be leader and want to be, but they ain't got the skill sets. They don't have the, but they consistently want to be out front because there's that need for power so that they can feel Look how Trump shoved people out of the way so he could stand up there because he just became president. Right. That is this short dude with small fingers. He feels insignificant. That's what I'm talking I'm, about. I mean, thousands of those. Other, that, I mean, there's a lot of those dudes out there. Yeah. They are creating problems in every environment they're in. Yeah, but that's not to say that power in and of itself is a bad thing. You're you're finding people who are incorrectly using power, and, and they have go. a negative so drive for power. Question was like, where is that? inadequacy coming from in the, either in the home life and the social structure or where these guys are raised, where does that level of inadequacy come from to where they have this need to where now they got to be a police officer because they were bullied in high school or. Okay. So to go back to your original statement, if you want to talk about white people in power and the issue with it, yeah. I can tell you where it comes from. Where is it? Colonialization. Uh-oh. I, I don't know if empires. it all comes from that because a lot of people don't even understand that to this day. 
well, break it down. Because man. It, break it, it down. We are so far from colonialization. I'm not saying mm. so far from. And the average from a cultural, student in, from a in, cultural perspective, yeah, from a cultural perspective, I would disagree. Mm. Because okay, so here's the thing: when you, when, okay, if you're if we're going to use Trump as an example, Trump sees his way to the best way for him to complete an objective is to take over and have the power, right? The that's all colonizing was. Mm. We we saw sure. the the way to build an empire, the way to garner resources, the way to build trade routes, and everything else like that was to show up. Take the fuck over. We planted a flag, said, hey, you don't have a flag. We got a flag. We got a king. Like, we're, we we own this shit now. You're we weren't here God first. Side. God's right. on our side. Well, well I mean, everyone, <laughs> everyone on both sides when you're dealing with deities thinks that God is on their side, which is one of the things that I point to as to why thinking God on your side is a problem. But to me, the yeah. issue stems back from the, the mental state of the best way for us to accomplish something is to control the other side. Mm. And, and we see this in corporate America all the time. There's a, there's a trucking industry, uh, uh, trucking company called Swift. When they wanted to develop better trade routes or better uh, import export over the Mexican border, instead of flying down there or calling up uh, a Mexican trucking company or anything like that, he flew down there and just bought one. And so that way <laughs> to get stuff across the border, it was just his company sending to his company. Mm. Yeah. Right. It, it, to me, that's the same as colonizing. Right. To, I, for me, I don't think it's the same concept to them, though, as, as colonizing. I think it's just this is how our system works. But but we were built off the system of colonizing. That's why. OK, because I'm talking about it's parasitic. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm talking about a root issue. Right. I'm not saying that they're directly right. saying I'm colonizing them. Right. But when you come right. from a society you. that that's how they built themselves, that that thinking stays within your culture. So we have to change that yeah. stinking thinking. Yes. You know, that's why when people are like, well, why can't I say that I'm proud to be white or I like you white power? You've you, been saying you, it for how many years? You can. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's everywhere. Let's go look at our Disney princesses. <laughs> representation Man, says I'm proud to be. That's what representation does. Right. For me, I wouldn't say that redundant. I'm proud of my white heritage. Because for one, that's too broad. I have a lot of different white heritages, we'll right? Be. Like I've got Scottish, I've got German. Like there's a whole lot of white in this white. Bro, I got right? slave masters. It, it, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and so, <laughs> goddamn, just making it dark. <laughs> uh, which is fine. Bobby's which is going? fine. Bobby's quiet. No, he's still here. He's just well, listening I'm, to me I'm, rant. I'm listening. I'm listening. Um, and hey. I, I got something to say to Troy in a minute, but I don't want to say it. Uh, <laughs> <funny. Uh-oh. laughs> keep going. Keep going. So, so for me, there are a lot of aspects of how this is, because here's the thing, I can be appreciative of the society and I, I live in, but not be proud of how we got here. Absolutely. Right? Sure. I can acknowledge Absolutely. all of the issues that, yeah. that of how we got here. There's no way to escape your fucking past, exactly. whether you agree with it or not. I can't do anything about how I got into this not society. No. I can do something about how the society advances. And that's what empathy does. Empathy right. decides how engaged you are in making the future better than the past was. Yes, but when you talk about white people being obsessed with power, specifically white men, I think that that's kind of where it comes from. We come from a society where yeah. how we got to where we are was by being a dominant military force and taking some shit over. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just how and- we got here. I think that's why we still have people who are old as shit uh, still in power that are white. Mitch and I, I think it's also proof they, that they don't the newer generations. Up. Right. But as they fall out, 
uh, the newer generations are coming in, you're seeing more and more diversity in it. And that's kind of what my point is. is I don't believe that that's going to be the same concept going forward. So that the reason for it is colonization. I, I think the reason why our system is still working the way it is, is because of colonization. But I think uh, intrinsically it really is about the fact that there's a lot of people who want power. And at one point, uh, only white people in America had the choice to have the power, uh, and that's falling away. That's what I'm saying is in our country, it does appear that m- most white people have an issue with power. I don't believe it's specific to whites. I, I can, believe I it's an issue. I could fishizzle with that. I, I, that's, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I compare that logic together. That that absolutely works. I think growing growing forward, I I will I do think we'll see more representation and more diversity, and it's because there it's a need. We're not the same country we were in 1981 right. or 1976 or 1969. We we've changed a lot. Yeah. And, and you want to hear my perspective? Mexicans are going to take on, over on, if you can't beat them. Fuck them out. What's that? <laughs> my 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 uh, uh thing that i tell people or or that i like to say uh about the differences between uh, ethnicities um uh, is it's uh, a mutation melanin right makes some of us darker than others some of us get really big freckles and some of us have darker skin right mm-hmm. and we could argue this no one agrees I my agree. way off yeah, yeah. Uh, right? say so mutation. basically we're admitting that people who don't get sunburns are mutants and are superheroes and the rest of us have to get fucking sunburns. Yeah. Some of us have powers and some of us don't go fuck yourself. <laughs> you have powers, Troy, and I'm fucking jealous. I want power. <laughs> Here's the problem though. I didn't choose this power. I, I think Troy would take a little bit of political representation over not getting a sunburn. And f- first, I, I, hold on, hold on. Black people can get sunburns, bro. Yeah, I guess I don't know if you know that or not, but yeah, my head sunburns. The top of my head sunburns. And then the other thing I was gonna say is if I could choose a superpower, it would clearly be bulletproof. It would not be the Right, be, not, not, <laughs> not be able to tell the sun. America is afraid, <laughs> terrified of a bulletproof black man. <laughs> I think I think that's why the show on uh, Netflix got pulled, man. Oh, Luke Cage. Oh, yeah. Fuck Cage. yeah. He was a bulletproof black man. Yeah, That's no. terrifying. We can't have this. That whole series is gone. Take them all out. <laughs> You're giving them hope. <laughs> and kill Black Panther, too. Yo. Uh, that, Bobby, oh, that hurt. Bobby, if you, could, if you could choose any superpower, not just being black, right? if you could choose any superpower, what would it actually be? Superpower? Yeah. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a nerd. Don't say fly. I respect... Don't say no. Fly. I respect Tony Stark's brain. That's not I a superpower. I, oh, to be so intelligent. Okay, so like he really is. So not him specifically, really but the superpower you choose would be super intelligence. Yeah, okay. because I can deal with the way Tony Stark deal. deal see, this is how, I, how you know I'm a nerd. The way Tony Stark deals with his problems is he fixes it. He has a solution. He, he deals with his problems because of his intelligence. And whereas uh, uh, the Incredible Hulk, right, he, he fucked up. So he's not as intelligent as Tony Stark. Tony Stark hasn't fucked up yet. <laughs> he didn't turn himself into a big green monster. Uh, but my <laughs> point is uh, Tony Stark has the, the problem. He sees it. He figures it out, gets past it, and designs something so it's not an issue in the future, mm-hmm. i.e. the way he built his arc reactor, right? The concept was free power for everyone. It wasn't just uh, uh, power for his suit. 
it was power for everyone. Mm-hmm. So, so he's taking care of world problems, but also um, figuring out how to stop people that are trying to divert those problems. The brain is, it is the most valuable thing we all have. I would love that thing to be better. I, I can oh. get behind that. Would you A merge? Philosophical question. Would you if merge? You have, oh, oh, go ahead. No, go, would go ahead. you merge with a computer to become smarter? So then you're not really, uh, okay. So this goes into what, what is a, uh, when you say merge, do you mean add the computer to me or add me to the computer? Cause there's two different things. Adding a computer to you. Okay. If we add a computer to my brain and it makes my, I would probably, yeah, I could get behind that as long as I could guarantee, um, that the computer wasn't, um, doing most of the processes so that it couldn't be easily hacked to take me down. And my answer and would I, be no. I say that you wouldn't do it. Your, wouldn't yours do would it. be no. I wouldn't do it. If you were suffering from Alzheimer's or dementia and I said, Hey, I have this layer. It's like a piece of fabric. It's going to go right here on the back of your neck. It's going to blend into your Hook neck. Me up. And you're not going to have Alzheimer's or dementia. It's going to be your external memory storage and it'll boot up where you lost the memory. Hook me up. Mm. <laughs> Here's one for you. Quality of life immediately increases. Uh, Yeah. So the reason why I start with no is because there's that whole conversation about immortality and people were like, oh, I'll just upload my brain to a computer. Well, that ceases to be you. But you're not really you if you upload your brain to a computer. End of that road, Peter. We got to back up. Where's Peter, by the way? We need to call Peter. Yeah. (laughs) Peter! (laughs) I don't think it works like that. I can't just... Summon him. Yeah, we'll just shout his name out. Say it three times. We need you, Peter. Uh, I... To me, there, there, there is that line of what is still you and what is just zeros and ones within a computer database. It's giving you your uh, memories back. We know that memories now have mass, which means they can be stored externally. Well, it, it's the mapping of the electrical impulses across the synapses of your brain. So it has a memory has physical mass, which yes. means that it can be stored elsewhere. Uh, I, That's I, why my head feels heavy. I I. I <laughs> I don't know if it could necessarily be stored so much as it can be replicated. Okay. All right. So we can transfer this information. Your quality of life improves. You're losing memories. But, okay, so for me, at some point, it's just a computer database of my memories versus me. But your brain can recall those memories and allow you to keep being you. Instead of, I mean, your don't tell me you're going to go. The more I, I, yeah, that, I think what I'm doing is just diving a little d- deeper on the, are we putting me in the computer or the computer in me? And right. That's and I'm that's saying. kind of my point. Because there's that that's distinction. What is the computer when we're dealing with memory banks? What is the computer and what's you? I, I what's don't know. Those are your memories. Ma- yeah, but I don't feel like yeah, it but what's the, me. What's the movie where the magician keeps making copies of himself, but, but he's actually killing his old self to do it. And the new self gets all the old memories. Uh, but the old self dies in the in the water tank. The reality is, is you're no longer who you were anymore. That when you move like your, your even if you take all your ones and zeros out of your head, let's say our brains do keep things as ones and zeros. Let's, you take that mass out and you put it inside something else. You're no longer you. That's the that's the theoretical thought, right? Yeah. That's, that's what you're kind of getting at is, am I me anymore or will I cease to exist? And now this computer over here has that information, but it's not me, even though it sounds exactly like me, but I'm now I'm obsolete. I'm gone. I actually go into nothingness or however you think you go well, when you die. You're talking about the spirit. 
Right. But but that's we don't who have you are. I don't think the spirit if, exists. Um, sure. So and and if it's here we then, are, then if the spirit doesn't exist, here we you are. just cease to exist, and your memories are stored somewhere else. I mean, technically, something else so from my viewpoint on the fact that the spirit or the soul doesn't exist, I do view the brain as basically a biocomputer, mm. right? Mm. But at some point, when you're talking about transferring information from the brain to a computer, it does cease to be me because that pu- that, that computer is not going to develop the way that I would develop. What are you that, other than the sum total of your memories and the way that your brain interacts with itself? I am nothing but well, the sum total of my memories and the way that my brain interacts with me. But you're talking about removing the brain. Your brain can be replicated right now. Yes, but it wouldn't be my brain. It's replicated. It's a copy. It's not me. It's a copy. Yeah, it would it's just a be a copy guys, of my brain. We can do the graphic images of your brain, push you through a battery of tests to show the way your brain processes things. Except for we don't understand enough about the brain to do that yet. Yeah, we can. No, Carbon we copy of paper we, we've is not, not fully the mapped paper. the neural network. We have not right. fully mapped no, the neural network. No. So you could not copy my it's brain. It's a fucking galaxy. There's no way we're going to map but the neural network. That's my point. It's brain. true. It's a galaxy. I'm saying as far as <laughs> it is. Have you looked at the yeah. have you looked at neural networks? No, it's legit. I'm it with legit you. looks I'm with like you. a fucking galaxy. Right. And that's man. what I'm saying. We, uh, so if you're saying if we did have the technology to fully map my brain, we can map your logic. I still don't think it would be, me. be I would think that you now just have a computer of me. No, I, you have a computer version of you. You're a copy. Bobby, go with me on this. Yeah, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby agree with me. Like, <laughs> no, I, no, because Bobby, I'm gonna, he's going to understand the way I'm saying this because okay. it's, it's, I'm looking at it like a software base. If I, I, I run through a series of sequences with you, uh huh, right, I can then take that to a completely different level. That your brain, you know, remember how Doctor, you saw the uh, how Doctor Strange was going through all the different variables in his right. fucking head. Right. That's exi- essentially what you would be doing on a computer fast enough to create that many different variables. Okay. And so that would be operating about... as a flowchart with the, with the information, the data points of your brain. Sure. To decide the about... spectrum of your choices and tell you with these with these variables, these would be the choices you would pick based off the pattern of your brain. We can do that right now. No, we can't. But you're we saying, cannot do that right well, now. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm, I want to get to where what Troy's getting at. You're saying that having that adaptivity to you would allow you to keep thinking, right? Absolutely. But the point is, is that we're saying if you replicated that and it wasn't part of you anymore, it's not you. No. So are you saying to, right, right. That's what I, I think we were misunderstanding you. I think we were both thinking you're saying replicate it over here. And then it's not, we're seeing it as when you state that that's no longer us. But you're saying have that adaptivity to you yes. so it can do that process it's an for you. But That's what we're talking about is yeah, enhancements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Remember yeah, yeah. like we were talking I'm, about I'm quality you. of life enhancement yeah. with the patch of your memories? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm we can you. do that. Boom. I mean, How is that not quality of life enhancement? No, it is. But it that is. is. I, just, I, I, I guess where I'm struggling is, is I'm thinking in the terms of what we're capable of doing now. Can. We cannot. I don't, I don't have think we my can laptop. Can't <laughs> I don't have my laptop to show you, but absolutely right now. Well, and we also have quantum computers that are the size of a human strength. smaller. Yeah, but the quantum strength. computers we still don't understand how they work. And uh, that's a lot of the people out there who are who are the way. It, I say we don't understand how they work. We do. It's doing we micro do and we processing. Don't. Uh, they 
they they're there and they're not. It's so confusing. <laughs> well, for me, I hate this topic. Well, for me right now, the, not, the, the one thing that I'm looking where we at, we need to be with it, but the direction that is headed right. right now is phenomenal. We come on now, the leaps we made in sure, the past sure, three sure, years. Sure. Yeah, yeah, we could get there. I'm just saying that we're not there yet now because we we no, no we haven't fully mapped the neural network of the brain, so we don't know what the outcome would be. Which is why I'm saying we can't like do it now. I don't even know how we would get all it's of the feasible. neural network. Well, because someone here, here's they've restored eyesight because it's such a minimal part of the neural network. Well, and, they've restored eyesight. So where I get hung up on it is the fact that so much of what we do is completely unconscious, right? It's just information that is stored so deep in our brain that we don't even know that it's there anymore. Valid. valid. I don't know how we would map that. I don't either. And, and, and so that's why I'm saying. However, that we can't I know do deep meditative states allow regurgitation. Of certain memories, there are people that are professionals at and, that, and yet we also know it that creates new memories. That that's it right there. We know God that people it. trick themselves. Hey, you hush over there, Bobby. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the memory recalling therapy is very dangerous because it's so easy for yeah, you to just yeah, create yeah, new memories. Yes. Okay, fine, y'all yes. won. All right, <laughs> all right. Next all right. Here's, here's Troy, what would be your superpower? Okay. <laughs> no. While Troy thinks about it's, that, it's a big while Troy one. thinks about that, I got I, w- I want to go back to the the concept of a more intelligent brain because this is something I I always try to ask people morally whenever I get to know them more. Okay. Uh, I love if moral you questions. were, if you're extremely intelligent, right, and you were the smartest person on earth, and you found this out at a young age, right, like say your your teens, uh, and you started to figure things out, and, and you're really intelligent. Are you obligated to help the world and help people with this intelligence? No. Why not? Because we're not obligated to do anything. I I think that goes back to the ought from is or is from ought, but I don't think that we would absolutely be obligated to help humanity. I think that if you were that smart that you would, but I don't think that you're obligated to. And and that's where one of my, my biggest concerns are with humanity is we are never obligated to do anything yet. We, we, we act as a um, hive almost uh, in a lot of issues to help each other continuously. Right. Yes. That's how we're not obligated to do shit. That's why we're not extinct. Exactly. But, but you just said why we should do it. So is that an obligation for all of mankind? No. I, I, it's, I'm, it's, I'm hold, hold on. Okay. Question. Okay. So here, let me break it down for you. I view it as a necessity. I don't view it as an obligation. All right. So if I found out that you were the smartest person on the planet and I said, Bobby, you now have to go out and help humanity. And you're like, yeah, but I don't want to. And I'm like, no, Bobby, you fucking have to, you were obligated. I'm basically saying you are now humanity's slave and we are guaranteed to benefit from your intelligence. I, I don't think that that is an accurate portrayal of the way that we should operate as a species. You're it is a necessity. Who, you're talking to two guys who have a uh, characteristic based character trait of sacrifice. Okay. I'm a sacrificer. Bob is a sacrificer. So that's part of I, And that's my issue. I am. And I, that is it right there. Is, everybody's uh, not going to carry that. And you're not. I, here, here's for, the thing. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying that you're not obligated and I agree with you. Sacrifice I, is yeah, not. I, up. I'm just saying though, that's also a character trait that people. Some people have. Some people don't. Right. So, so the, the moral in my head, morally, the moral question in boils head, down to. Here, here's here's the thing. <laughs> the moral question that you're asking boils down to instead of saying, "Is the smartest person on the planet obligated to help humanity?" should be phrased as, 
is humanity like do does humanity deserve or reserve the right to force the smartest person on the planet to work for them no 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 because i don't believe that anyone should be forced into something and that's but my that's point what an is, obligation as is. a person as a person are you well and I, I i guess maybe i'm using the wrong term because i assume the word obligation is something that you've realized that you need to help with not necessarily a, a forced obligation but an it's a it's because as you put it it's a necessity to help everyone survive right okay so, so, so in my head obligation if you is, have that ability go ahead obligation is an act or course of action to which a person is morally or legally bound a duty or commitment morally and, and as where I, I i see it not legally so okay. i guess legally or morally is it's the same concept but it's completely different reasoning Right, but so I don't I guess think I that, say, are you morally obligated to help everyone? No, you're you're still and not that's, even that's, morally obligated. It depends on who you work for. In my head, you are, and I and I'm not saying you should, but as as if I had that capability in my head, I'm like I have to do this. Right, and because most people in Texas, we feel that way because that's why there's the Good Samaritan law. Right, but you see, here's the thing: you feel that way for yourself because you are who you are as a person. But would you say? that if you found the smartest person on the planet, would you then make them help humanity? No. Yeah, that's how we got that. Then they're not morally obligated to. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm just and answering I, your question. I, and, and, but I'm, I'm asking this towards you. Oh, you, you me as a person. I would help, yeah. but I wouldn't feel obligated to do so. Okay. So that's a good, that's a better response because I, because I mean, when here, you say no, the way that I look at it, it, it sounds more like you look at it from the perspective of, I don't, and people can, can die and thrive on their own. Well, okay. So I get, the way that I look at it is the smartest person on the planet is going to do what they're going to do. Now we do know that intelligent people usually have a drive to create, to innovate, to, to do what they're good at. Right. And right. it's up to humanity to take what they give us and then use it to our own benefit. But it's not their obligation. It's not their, it. yeah, yeah. Can I um, But it's not their sole obligation to provide us with that, right? So you look at people like Elon Musk and Bill Gates, like these really intelligent people that have given us, you know, these incredible innovations. They weren't obligated to do that. They didn't have so, to do that. So right? you're breaking the question down though from the perspective of, uh, are people obligated? I'm, I'm, I'm saying towards you as an individual, because I know Troy's response would be, he would probably feel obligated, right. but I, and I get where you're coming from. Cause you're coming from the perspective of, uh, not yourself. Cause you do that a lot. And it's really, it's really smart to do. Uh, you're looking at it from an outsider's point of view. Right. Do I think that that person now, which is you should be obligated. Uh, and that's a, a good way to break it down. But I'm, I really am talking like, you as a person, how would you feel about it? And that's, to me, that's a, a hard thing for a lot of people to do mm -hmm. uh, is to actually accept the fact that even though you're not legally bound to do something, sometimes you should give a fuck about other people. Do you I, get what I'm I agree that you should give a fuck about other people, but legally or morally, I still wouldn't feel obligated to do it. I would want to, but I wouldn't feel like I yeah. had to. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, that's, I, I dig that. I dig that because I, I honestly, I, I know that I think a different way than a lot of people uh, well, well, okay, on this so, subject. So th this is, I, this is why I make that distinction. Okay. 
I'm the kind of person that I'm constantly trying to help the people around me. Always. If, mm-hmm. if I invite people over, you know, there's a good chance I'm going to feed you. If I go right. and pick you up and bring you over and we stop to get drinks, I'm probably buying those drinks, right? Like, like I'm constantly helping the people around me because it's something that I enjoy doing. I like helping people, right? At no point did I ever you feel, feel that I right. had to do it. Because if I felt yeah. that I had to do it, then I wouldn't feel that this is a friendship or a mutual beneficial situation. It would be you're taking advantage of the fact that I have to do something for you. That That's why I view the, I think it's the obligation is that I'm finding a problem with. I, I don't think that right. anyone would ever be obligated to do it, but I think that plenty of people would. I see why you fucks with this guy. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> he ain't that bad, man. First yeah, night I met I like him was it. just like dude. this, bro. Yeah, because oh, this is good. This is legit. Yeah, because w- when you say help people, obligation makes it feel as if you're somehow being forced or expecting something in return. And to me, it just it it dirties the concept of helping. I think. Well, see, I've always looked at the term obligation as you know a duty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a selfless service that you're doing. You're not. I don't see it as an obligation like from the legal perspective where um, if then shall, right. Where Mm -hmm. I signed up for this task. So now I'm forced to do this because I signed a contract, right. That's a different type of obligation. Uh, And I I think in my head, I've always seen the term obligation as a moral responsibility. Do you have that moral responsibility to take care of things for other people? And it's, it's a question I've asked a lot of people and nobody's ever told me no, but you fucking did. No, <laughs> but, but they also, nobody's ever been able to break it down as to why they, they, the same thing that I have where there's a, um, a desire in me. No, I, I get, I get where you're headed. Well, towards. hold on. Hold on. I think you might like this bit. Okay. Okay. The, All right. One of the reasons why I view it this way is so when people talk about the obligation to help and stuff like that, they tend to bring up like police officers and doctors and in soldiers, right? Here's the thing. You choose to be a soldier. You choose to be a doctor. You choose to be a lawyer. You did not choose to be the most intelligent person on the planet. You do not have the right to something that somebody did not choose to be, right? Now, if you are a doctor, you chose to be a doctor. If you don't save someone or at least attempt to save someone, then I'm going to look at you negatively because you chose to become a doctor. You chose that route for your life, right? If you chose to become a police officer and shit hits the fan and you duck out, I'm going to look at you negatively. But if yeah. it's something based on something you didn't choose, <laughs> then no, I don't have a right to that at all in any form or fashion. So it's not an obligation. That's why I view it that way. If, gotcha. if no, I chose, I, here, I, I here's the thing. Response. Here's the thing. If I chose to become the most intelligent person on the planet, I might change my answer. But the because fact that I'm not choosing it. That. Yes. There, right. there is a, there, I, yeah, would, it, I would view a level of responsibility to making that choice. Argument. What's that? Probably. Mutants. This is the whole mutant argument. Like, should mutants use their power for good, or should they just do whatever the fuck right. they want? And that's that's basically the the, the basis behind yeah. it. it, it I, I don't think you. I don't yeah, think you, you would have an obligation to become a superhero, but I do think that we could make moral judgments based on what you choose to do with those powers. You wouldn't uh, have to become if you a superhero. Have the powers. Who? So what were you gonna uh, say, Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Something about mutants? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck. Oh, I'm sorry God. about that, guys. Oh man. 
But yeah, so, so it's, left field. How's that feel out there, bro? Right. right? <laughs> Wow, son. Aliens. <laughs> nice weather. Fucking aliens, bro. But yeah, as far as the responsibility comes, oh. I, I, I disagree with the Spider-Man thing of with great power comes great responsibility. I think that we're, we're not entitled to the usage of that power just because it exists. What type of but person has the ability feel... to help and doesn't? Uh, right. Because after being. a while, would you not feel disheartened if you see things you could have fixed? that keep coming back as problems for mankind. So, so let's say uh, you're so smart, you understand how our ecosystem works on our planet and your brain looks at it the same way that, you know, uh, a professional looks at a small uh, aquarium, right? Mm-hmm. You can look at it from the concept of, oh, I just need a little out of this and then everything's back to normal, right? I can test this and then add some salt and salinity's back perfect, right? Point is, is if you have that same concept on the whole planet or even our whole solar system of what few little changes you could make to stabilize things and make it all work again. In my head, I feel that you have the obligation to take care of that. But at the same time, I get what you're saying. It's not your job. You didn't sign up for it. So you shouldn't feel forced. Right. And I think that's something that's different between people. And it It, it, surprises me sometimes to hear it. You know, The, the way that I would turn that question around would be instead of asking, do they have the obligation? I would ask you this. If you found out that you could take one person and make them walk on a treadmill for 17 hours a day, and that would fix a global issue. Would you force that person to walk on the treadmill 17 hours a day? Yeah. And a heartbeat bro with a gun to their shit. So, so there goes collateral damage, right? Is that acceptable? And that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. The need of one is outweighed by the need of many. Okay. But here, here's, here's the issue with that. That's a different question. All right. Let's put that into a historical context. Hold on. Let's put that into a historical context. If you felt that you needed to take a portion of a different part of society Mm -hmm. and force them to work so that society that like your view is that you force them to work and the society functions better. Would you do it? Bro, I'm going to show you something right now. Bobby, uh, you can't see this shit, but I'm going to uh, show you something right now. You see this? Those are I, Nikes, I son. It. Yeah. I'm wearing Nikes. Yo, there's some kids in the sweatshop right now for these motherfuckers, I was gonna say, bro. bro. Look at comfort shoes, son. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> of course I'm okay with that shit. Then don't ever complain about slavery again. I, who's complaining about slavery? Okay. So you're fine with slavery? No, I, what, what? Wow. How do we sell that guy? <laughs> Because someone decided that they could take a portion no, of another society. obviously a part of history, and we're better without it. We wouldn't have I asked you the before. moral question, and you okay. said you were okay with it. That Listen, is literally the description of slavery. I am okay with it when it's not outside. I, I don't have to go look oh. at those kids in a sweatshop every fucking day, man. So you would be fine with slavery sure. if you didn't have a connection to it. So if you were we white, all would. slavery wouldn't have bothered you. Well, at that point in time... Not even it in that point in time, now. It, it probably didn't affect a whole lot of white I'm talking about inside. right now. Right now, obviously not, bro. Like, come on now. Like, okay, but that's... playing the whole gambit. No, no, it's the moral It's the moral landscape. You're fine with doing it to one person, but when it becomes more than one person, you find an issue with it. Right. Listen, yeah. That's where I... Okay, but even for that one person... I'm the guy that would jump on a grenade for a group of people. Uh, but even for that one person, so that's person you're saying that you're morally okay with the right idea of slavery. It. What's that? What, Bobby? That's that's different. That's different. That's a person, Troy, that gives up their right to save other people versus 
You right. dictating someone has to give up that right. Oh, he said and that's that where this my person issue is, has to I do couldn't it. do it. No, no, no. I'm saying if you, you, if you found out that if you could put one person on that treadmill for 17 hours a day. And it was and that it, one person was, that could do it. Yes. Yeah, I'd do it. And you would force them to do it. Yeah. Okay. No, I would try jumping on that fucking treadmill and seeing if I can do it. That's it. That's that's, that's the, the question right there to avoid agreeing to slavery is I would get on the treadmill. I, I didn't say I wouldn't get on it. I said they asked would be on it. I said, does this person have to be the one to get on it? You said yes. You didn't say, hey, anybody can go on that motherfucker. You said this person's got to do it. Okay, but and would I make that person do it for the greater good? Absolutely, goddamn. Then you're bro. still okay with the concept of slavery? No, I'm not. You're enslaving that person. That person. We, okay, that's still slavery. It's only 17 hours, son. <laughs> A day. You can get day. your dick sucked. You can get off of here, get a full body massage. College is paid for. Your kids' I mean, kids so are going to be good. That's not slavery. Uh, what if so, you get so generational that, that goes, wealth? Okay. <laughs> that goes, that goes into uh, a sport. You can beautify it as much as you want. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that you're taking any random person and forcing them to be on that treadmill, you're still enslaving that person. Listen. It's 17 hours. And so what if it's not so much of a choice? Afterwards, you get rewarded. Look at what all you get. It's worth 17 hours. You are the highest paid human being in America for 17 hours. You can do it by choice or we can put you on this motherfucker, but it's going to be for the greater good of everybody else. Regardless of the perks that you add to slavery, the fact that you're taking the choice out of it still makes slavery. Slavery uh, wouldn't I, be the same if I could fuck some bitches, bro. Oh bro. If I know what I got I, I, done so, picking them crops, I got a so, full body massage, a steak I, I dinner, gotta, and I got I to bang some bitches, Troy bro. On that one. Come on, son. I and I could drive a Lambo? I'm not getting no slits. This is what I want. Okay. It still boils down to you're okay with slavery to an extent. It just it, it depends on the benefits package. At what point does it become slavery or it becomes a gift? Absolutely, bro. Well, see, here, here, here's the thing. If you add an insane amount of perks, at some point someone's going to volunteer for that job. My point. But, but here's if it's got to be that here's person, the thing. then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some great okay, perks. But here, it's got to be Here's you. the thing. At 17 hours a day, uh-huh. all right, there's only 24 hours in a day i can count right. bro. i've been there <laughs> that leaves seven hours to sleep yeah okay at and some fuck. point at some point that person's gonna die of exhaustion and it's probably not gonna four. take that long you only need four that's if they can even get the four yo but then they get in the hyperbolic chamber the hyperbaric <laughs> chamber bro and then they get a hydro it, massage and shit I and mean, it's it, only like, them that can do it come on man. i mean we kind of do this with steaks with what? We, we we take care of cattle until they're so fat that Kobe? they're the best. Yeah, man, best tasting meat in the world. Well, yeah, and that's we an, give them everything. The moral argument that is we something think they want, and, and that's and the, the, the moral the argument is something that vegans argue against. And so all yeah. I'm pointing okay. out is that to say yes to that question means that you are okay with slavery. No matter to some what extent. you do, that is the shape you're going to be in. No matter what you do in this dichotomy or not dichotomy in this structure we live in, that's exactly what you're doing. So you might as well get the best benefit package for the slavery you're doing. Okay, but at no Why point you have I ever said that we have the best structure. Most of what I say is, most I, of what I, I talk about is I've been in a capitalistic talking. society all night. Okay. I didn't change my stance. But none of my suggestions have included slavery. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying you're going to be a slave to something no matter what, bro. So if the benefits package outweighs the work, you better you take that You don't have to bitch. be a slave to something, though. You do. Hey, Matt, what's your response on this? Would I put them on the treadmill? Absolutely, yeah. and I would own up to Get it. Get the fuck, what are you doing <laughs> to me for, man? 
You've been sitting up here dry roasting me for the past 15 This motherfucker. You bet your fucking ass I put him on the treadmill. I do it twice. Hey, two of you. Even I do the it. second one don't need it, bitch. Get up there. What a cop. I am willing to admit that fault about myself. Oh, you're a horrible person. Probably. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know what? I, w- you know what, I would Troy? put them the white on. Man the- is the problem. I, I, <laughs> I would put them on the treadmill, knowing full fucking well that I was doing something wrong. Yeah, but so I would that, still that's do. That's where it. my issue but it's for is for the greater man. good. You have to do wrong to do good. Sometimes, bro. I'm not disagreeing. And every good you do ain't always right. I'm not disagreeing. The only reason why I push that so far is to get the full understanding that that is still 100% a a slave model. We're all going to be on a slave model no matter what. We can either be slaves together or be slaves underneath each other. You can stack up vertically or do it horizontally. You're going to be a slave. I don't think that we have to have a slave model. I'm just saying that if I was... kicked out of the Garden of Eden... Which apparently was in Jacksonville or Jackson County, Missouri. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, Mormons. The Garden of Eden was in Jackson County, Missouri. Oh my God, where are you pulling this from? You got to get some context behind that comment. The Book of Mormon. <laughs> so Joseph oh, Smith, yeah, okay. Joseph Smith, when yeah, he no, created I, Mormonism, I, I, yeah, yeah, and he got kicked out of New York. He went to Missouri, and then he got kicked out of Missouri, and then they found themselves in Utah. But yeah, the Garden yeah. of Eden was in like Jackson County, Missouri. I got a very good friend of mine who grew up Mormon. I believe he's still a Mormon. So I I'm losing Troy. Huh? Closer to the mic, Troy. Oh, you got quiet. Oh, okay. sorry. Well, I wasn't making a point anyways. Go ahead. Okay. Take it away, man. Take it away. <laughs> no, I was just making a joke about him talking about the Garden of Eden. It, it it's a fictional place. It doesn't exist. Don't worry about it. I thought it was between so the, the morality issue. Yeah. What 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 else you got on morality? I love these types of so, questions. So when you, when you say that, you know, you would fucking throw someone on there. I think, th- I think that's where my problem is as a person, because I tend to throw myself in front of things. Like, uh, I, I know I've, I've donated a lot of my time cause I love disc golf. It's a sport I learned a few years ago and I'm like, Oh, I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. And I know that around here there's a couple of courses. And when I first started playing the game and I came, cause I learned it from my, my sister down in Florida, I came back up here and I was like, I just got a new house. I want a course next to my house. So I started digging around trying to figure out how to get this and how to have that. Right. And then I found a guy who was actually doing all this process to put in a course. And internally I told myself, I want to help because I want a course near my home. Right. Well, we built the course, we did it and we finished it. And I realized throughout the whole process, a lot of fucking people do not do a lot of things. Like there's not a lot of volunteership. Even though there's a huge community around here on disc golfers, uh, a dozen people randomly, sporadically would show up and help. And some of them would just be like, yeah, you guys are doing a good job. Uh, can you all move out of the way while I play? And it kind of showed me that some of us, we want something, we will go get it. Mm-hmm. And we want something nice, we'll do it the way we think it needs to be done. So when we finished this course, uh, Kyle is a badass, designed a great course. Um, he also let me put in my own touches to it. Right. And then when he said, Hey, we're going to build another course. My brain went, are we going to make it huge? Cause we have this nice little regular average course. He said, I want a national tournament course. I want one of the biggest, best ones in the, in, in the country. And I'm like, see, this he's is white, the kind of person. He? He's white. He wants oh, the yeah. biggest. He wants the right. best. <laughs> he wants the blackest. But, 
Well, well, what he he he's like me in the fact that if he wants something, he's going to go after it, and he knows it's not that big a deal to go do, but not many people are going to put that effort forwards. Right. And that's why I, I bring up that moral question because I'm curious as to how much effort will people put into something. And, and to me, that was the quickest way to get there, right, mm-hmm. by asking this question because I would see, oh, some people will feel like they should help. And a lot of people, they're mixed on how to answer that, and they don't even know how because internally they know they don't want to have to. And I get that right. because it's a lot of work. And for me, though, it's not a lot of work. And I don't see it as a lot of work because I've done a lot of work years ago. Well, they're also currently not the smartest person, but if they were the smartest person, it would be really easy for them to delegate information. They wouldn't even have to do the work. They could just talk and literally doing what we're doing now, just record their thoughts and then hand it off to people that could do the work or wanted to do the work. Like the morality question that I presented on the treadmill all right. Whenever you ask a moral question like that, there's always you there's always going to be levels as to what you find acceptable or not. Right. I would yeah. I would put the person on the treadmill, but I would feel like shit about it. To me, the optimal situation would be, hey, I have this thing where I could put somebody on a treadmill for 17 hours a day and I could fix a global issue. Who wants to be on the treadmill? There's going to be a shit ton of people that put their hands up because there's plenty of people like us on the planet that would get on the treadmill ourselves. So then what I'd do is I'd be like, hey, Absolutely. let's build an apartment complex next to this fucking treadmill and let's all take turns on this fucking treadmill. Absolutely. Like, boom, you're on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Like, you got 830 to 9. I got 930 to 10. No, like, bro, that's why you got engineers. We'll wire everybody to the treadmill so we only got to do 10 minutes a day apiece. Well, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> there, there's the spectrum of morality. Oh, Black Mirror. Is that what that was for? Yes. Yes. Black mirror. Ah, I know exactly yes, what you're talking yes. about. Right. Ah, but, gotcha. And so when you ask a moral question like that, you've got to consider the entire landscape because you're going to find a line where you're going to become uncomfortable with the answer. Right. Yeah. There, there's only a certain level of acceptability. And you have to be willing way, to be have, the villain though, too. Yes. To, to, to some survive degree. in this world, you have to be, you have to come to terms with the uh, fact that you're not. I don't think that you have to be the villain. I think that the way that our society functions right now, it is beneficial to be the villain. You but either get a. If you want to be. Yeah, but you know how I top, feel about saying you not have to, to survive. Uh, if you want to be at the top, not to survive. Because I think Troy said to survive, you have to. No, no, no. If you want to be at the top, you have to. It seems like in our society. You have to have no problem saying fuck you to other people and fuck people over. I, I think you have to do to that survive, just for your own I don't think health. you need to. I, I mean, I'll tell people fuck off all the time, but <laughs> I don't mean, I, I'm, I'm talking more like, um, you know, abusing your power and, and taking advantage of other people and, you know, shitting people out of something, you know, right. that, that's what it takes to get to the top. I, I truly believe in this world, you, you have, if, if you got to the top by making friends the whole way, you're either Elon Musk or you did something wrong. I bet Elon and even Musk's Elon Musk hasn't made friends the whole way. He's got a lot of enemies, and he's got enemies because other people are upset with him Jealousy. that they're having to put work in to compete with him. Right? Because yeah. like what he's Jealousy. doing with the electric vehicle, it it isn't screwing other companies over. It's just creating a new uh, competition line. Mm-hmm. But it's screwing other companies over because they're lazy and they're not trying to apply the same kind of shit he's doing. They're just well, saying they fuck it, gasoline just putting out shitty vehicles. Everybody, right. everybody aspired to the gasoline model, and that's what they were building towards. And so when he comes with something other than that, he's fucking them up. Yeah, they, they found themselves in a niche market. But but is that is that him fucking people over, or is that him just doing what he's wanting to do? That's, that's just him, him doing something else. That's Increasing renewable energies across the planet and us starting to, starting to pay attention to our coal usage, yeah. which needs to change. 
if we're not going so to maybe it's proof him. that you don't have to fuck people over yeah, you don't have to fuck people. Uh, over. We don't know his his exact path to success. Maybe he did have to fuck some people over. I mean, maybe he had to eat baby fetuses to get as smart as he is. Or sniff kids' Stem hair. Cells. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh God. Biden is such an awkward dude. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even look at the dude without going, this dude's weird. Oh, man. He's I, like a homeschool white kid, bro. That meme from Deliverance, <laughs> I can't get out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like it. It's a weird motherfucker right there. <laughs> just bashing white people today, damn. I'm just saying, bro. Dude, that's like a homeschool white kid. I, I feel like a lot of conversations that we've had today are the exact same conversations me and Troy used to have at lunch. Absolutely. <laughs> school. Hey, I mean, that, that's Same one of the great things about doing the podcast this way is because it's not like, – like, I, I do enjoy – engaging in debate and, and stuff like that. But I think that open casual conversations is the best way to tackle some of these topics. Maybe we don't cover sure. it as completely as we should. Maybe we get derailed and end up talking about shit that had no relevance to what we started on. But I, I think that a fluid, healthy conversation is just the best way to go about it. I don't even remember what we started on. Uh, on the, I don't even, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I know that I try and keep these an hour long and we're past three hours and I've only split it once. So. No. I, think, I think we made a mistake. You shouldn't have brought me on. This uh, no, no. And blacker. I don't give a shit because I've enjoyed the conversation and we've covered some pretty good things. We like the moral landscape and then the technology, like technology. Like, I told you Bob yeah, a bad motherfucker. Yeah. Bro. And we didn't even dance in his in his little courthouse he set up for us. Hey, <laughs> come in here. I don't even uh, know if I can turn this thing off. I don't know. The background oh, probably it's in a good. setting somewhere. It's all good. I like it. I like it. It, it. it adds a little bit of character development. You need to be wearing an apron next time. This is the outro.